Well, um, yep, got a retrospective, 2152. Um, I was listening through to uh, 2151 again. Um, some yep. surprising uh, things came out of that, you know, the, okay. that Hoshi was our MVP. Yes, indeed, yeah. All the, the tech that they'd invented and how many first contacts they'd had and how yep. in, interesting the characters were. Wow. And then we have 2152. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggled to try and think of a load of stuff for this episode. <laughs> um yeah indeed. We'll, we'll see what we can talk about but uh, you know going by the stats there is a demonstrable difference in the years let's just say that okay um right welcome to nexus knights this is the temple trek nexus knights uh, uh i'm dan uh and with me as always is is dan again yes and together we are Dan. here it goes there we go the good old jingles um yeah well 2152 we've already made it through another year of star trek yes we have um it, it is really weird going this way and not going by seasons because you, it's surprising how far back you have to remember mm. to, to get the year in yes uh we have to start back at fallen hero fallen hero is actually the start of of the year uh all the way up to judgment which as this episode comes out will be the episode everyone's just heard so this is three or four weeks in the future. Yep. Um, yeah, any thoughts on 2152 in general so far? Well, this might become a refrain throughout the, the episode, is that I, as much as I meant to make some notes and do some effort, I didn't really get around to doing much. So I think there'd be a lot of, oh, yeah, I forgot about that when you, when you <laughs> mentioned things. Um, and I think forgot about it would be probably the nicest thing I could do about 2152. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's slowly becoming. I think Star Trek's 2016, the year no one really wants to talk about, because okay. there's there's very little in this in this year that I, you know you can really pick out. In 2151, as we were saying uh, back in the old episodes, um, there were loads of tech achievements. They'd sort of figured things out that nobody else had done before. Um, we actually had Hoshi as our MVP because she'd solved so many problems with uh, linguistics. Yep. Uh, character storylines where, you know, the characters had started in the year and where they'd ended up. There was some significant difference in most of the characters. Other than maybe one character, I think okay. there, there's not really a big difference when you sort of go end to end. Um, there's only 14 first contacts in 22 episodes, whereas... Wow. Uh, last year, there was 23 first contacts in 22 episodes, if you include the extra things. Um, so fewer first contacts, fewer tech achievements. Um, I actually think there's a lot more protocols. Like There's a lot right. more things yeah. they need to learn. Yes. <laughs> Possibly because they were much more... Um, uh, they were dumber. Let's just say they were dumber. Yeah, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say it. Um, they didn't make some smart choices. Let's just say that. And uh, yeah, we've got some stats as well. Uh, right, let's do tech achievements okay. because we're going right back to Fallen Hero. 
Okay. And the actual first time they broke the, the warp five barrier. Yeah. Um, so this is it. This is probably the big one. This, you know, if they yeah. do turn around and say 2152 in the history textbooks in Starfleet Academy, um, you know, warp five was broken in 2152. That's one thing yeah. we can definitely say is a highlight for the year. And it happened right at the very beginning of the year. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but to be honest with you, as I say, I haven't made the preparations I would have liked to have done. Mm-hmm. But this was the only one I could sort of remember. I had to flip through the um, the episodes, you know, mm-hmm. sort of having a look. And that was the one that stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I can't really think of a lot. I'm, no. I'm basically, as as is so often in these in these um, podcasts, I'm basically relying on you. <laughs> That's okay. I like having a function. That's all right. As long as I know my place. Um, But that is it. Like literally every other innovation or new technology is either something that's alien. So they didn't make it is from the future. So they didn't make it. Or it was kind of already there and they just adapted it. You know, they didn't really sort of innovate anything new. The only other thing I could think of is that we we get our first auxiliary bridge in the catwalk. Okay. As a tech okay. achievement. Right, and okay. so it's the first time in maybe canon that there is a backup bridge in case the first bridge is taken out mm. for any reason. But whether that's a tech achievement or whether that's just logistics. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I'm going to go logistics on that, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being too generous because there's literally yeah. nothing else to talk about on this on this section. Um, you know, there was me, 2151, thinking, oh, there's, there's tons of things they must have invented at that point. Um, you, and again, logistics as well, the tactical alert, the read alert. Oh, does yes, come yes. does come in this year, but yes. it's not red alert as we know it. No. It's just a it's just a, a protocol. If anything, it's more important. I, I think it's protocol. Yeah, I was going to say that as you said it. I think um, it's protocol rather than tech achievement. Mm. Mm. But but other than that, yeah, they worked on cloaked pods and they started flying around the Suliban pod ship, yeah. uh, interplexing cloak detectors from Shockwave. That was future technology that they sort of got their hands on. Um, turning a dustbin into uh, into an escape pod, but again, that yep. was the that was the other aliens thing. Yep. So, really, nothing in tech achievements is oh, a, a wallowing not a, day. Not a good start. Not but as start. as we said in the last episode, they could just sit on their laurels and wait for you know all the accolades from twenty one fifty one. Looks like yep. they did. It does, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we come to pro- protocols. Uh, things that got drawn up. Uh, any ideas on what protocols you think are the key ones that come out of this year? Well, I think there is um, two days and two nights, isn't there? So there should be some kind of protocol over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be super creepy. Um, but I don't think that that plays out really. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not for Enterprise. Maybe, maybe later on, maybe people are a bit more... Um, a little bit more savvy and a little bit more sensible, but um, <laughs> I don't think anything changes as far as enterprise is concerned. Um, no, no. Um, what else is there? Uh, read alert, obviously, is the, the one really that stands out. Um, mm. What else have we got? I'm trying to think what other, other um, episodes and stuff. I just don't, don't um, fraternize with, with, captured um <laughs> princesses very true <laughs> um yeah just don't be such a knob <laughs> that should be the main protocol i think really don't, don't be such a don't be a knob protocol i like yeah. that that's really cool 
It's like, look, no. just just scale it back a bit. Come on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, what else have we got? Planning Singularity. Communicator. Mm-hmm. Now, surely there should be something coming from that, I think. Yes. Um, you know, don't leave your communicator on a untech planet. Yeah. Um, don't be just, you know, I don't know. I mean, just, just beam it out. Yeah, that's that would be my thing. Just so if you know, okay, so they're going to see it disappear, but you know, it's much better than going down there and discovering that they you got red blood instead of green blood or whatever it was. I can't remember what color it was now. Yeah, um, all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> ending up with a massive shootout, you know, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I've got um, on my end. I've got uh, better rice and info. Info. So, like the pamphlet, yep. the brochure should be a little yes. bit more informative on what to do when you're mugged. Yep. Um, research the local laws sort of plays then into that, but also that goes for every planet they've visited because yep. there's always something wrong they're doing there. Yep. Um, keep your communi- hey, communicator handy. That pat down test that I was talking yes, about in that episode. Yep. Uh, so you know, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Just make sure you yep. do that before you get back in the shuttle. But yep. Again, yeah, fit all devices with a little tracker icon so you can beam it yep. straight back up again. Even <laughs> even though that is what the communicator was. So as you said in that episode, like why didn't they just beam it up? That's the whole point of the communicator, isn't it? Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, auxiliary control, again, like having a backup. So that is yep. a protocol that there is a room to go to whenever the, that's there. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. Because actually they do do that. I don't think they do it in Enterprise, but they obviously they do transfer bridge controls to engineering and stuff quite regularly don't they so mm-hmm. that is something that maybe has happened yeah um, i mean i know that it's happened at least a dozen times in tos we get to see the auxiliary yeah. control room yeah, just above yep. engineering um and uh, we get the battle bridge when it gets to the yep. enterprise d and that sort of thing as well yep. i can't really remember if there is a backup location on ds9 or voyager no i can't either no, I think they just transfer controls to to the um, engineering quite often, mm. and then have like certainly a separate... on, on Voyager. Mm. But yeah, that um, Deep Space Nine there was never like a backup area, like a, no, uh, a so. like a bunker or something. So yeah, no. yeah. Um, uh, yep. Go, go going on to dawn. Mm. Have you know be better prepared for when you crash. <laughs> you know that would be handy. Yeah, so <laughs> survival kits I've got written here. Yeah. yeah. Says so yeah. be a little bit more uh, well prepared. You know, go, yes. go for the scouts uh, handbook. You know, yes, be prepared. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had uh, my bugbear, my big one. EV suits. EV Always suits. use the EV suits first. <laughs> you know, if you don't have trustworthy sensors, try. You know, just do that first, just in case. What if there is a pathogen? What if there's something down there that can rip through flesh, but yep. maybe the suits will give you a bit of protection, a bit of armour. Um, you know, it's just every single year I'm going to be saying this, I reckon, for your, for Enterprise. <laughs> never going to listen, are they? No, never. No, no you're, you're fighting a losing battle there, mate. <laughs> it is interesting going back and listening to um, the Shuttlepod show with Dominic and, and uh, Connor, and they sort of say um, how much they hated the suits. So it yes. is obvious that, that it was an actor's directive that they try not to use the suits as much. Yep. Um, but uh, it makes no sense when you're looking at it in-universe that they wouldn't. No. Um, I had uh, Don't Use Shuttle Pod 1 as a protocol. <laughs> Indeed. 
it yeah. seems to be pretty cursed. I mean, <laughs> maybe Shuttlepod 2 is a bit sturdier, maybe. <laughs> and yeah. an, a new definition for life, because we've actually met non-corporeal entities this year as well. Yes, we so this this was a big one, if you think about it, because obviously yeah. up till now, everyone's got two legs, two arms, and presumably one head. Um, yep. But uh, uh, apart, apart from people on Dreylax, where there's three arms. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, I, I couldn't think of any other protocols that kind of get draw, drafted from this year. No, not really. No. Um, no, I can't either, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's covered it. Because hmm. we, we still haven't had a full sort of, uh, not necessarily uh, General Order 1, but at least an, an Archer protocol of like, you know, maybe we shouldn't get involved or try and hold back or stuff. Because they'd still get involved. They still get in there. They still make mistakes. So that hasn't happened yet. No. Um, so there, there's there's some interesting things that come out this year. But again, it's really, really little things, like really yeah. small things. 2152 really doesn't have a big bearing on on the future fleet. No. Um, so it'll be the year that I think gets forgotten in all history classes. <laughs> Um, I'm going to mash these two together. Let's do okay. char- character storylines. So where they started at this year and where they sort of ended right. and then try and pick if we can an MVP for the year. Um, okay. If we start with Archer on character storylines, yeah. he kind of ended on being Papa Archer. I think that's still something that's carried through the year. Yeah. He likes yeah. to interfere. He does. Yeah, definitely. And he pretty much ends the year the same way. Yes. Is there anything else that I might suppose, have happened? I mean, here? ceasefire is is one where Ooh. you could, you know, he he makes a step forward. I suppose he makes a mm. sort of, you know, he he um, plays a crucial role. Mm. And this is foreshadowing, I guess, what we would have seen maybe in season five, six, and seven. Yeah. Um, so there's that sort of highlight, I suppose, for him as a, an mm. achievement. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, stigma as well to a degree. You know, he, yeah. he you know, again, there's, there's issues around um, whether he, what he did, he should have done. You know, mm. whether he sort of took um, to Pole's sort of confidence and 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 was loose with it, to say the least. Mm. Um, so yeah, but I think. There's there's a couple of achievements in there to give him his due, mm-hmm. but you know, if he's still he's still in that weird, we don't know who he is mode at the moment. Really, yeah, yeah, that's the problem with with Archer at the moment. I think um, I think he really sort of starts to come into his own in season three as a leader, mm. you know, as a sort of you know as a focal point for the the efforts to save Earth and stuff. Um, but he's still in this sort of weird one week he's nice one week he's angry one week he's you know <laughs> he's whatever he is <laughs> or as you the know. Klingon said you know uh, he's just guilty of being an interfering meddlesome yeah, personality exactly yeah that's yeah. that's that's his big trait um yeah. they've summed they've summed him up and you know they've they've got it pretty accurate but again like you say we still can't put our finger on why Archer is special this year yeah um uh, as and even with yes with last year as well uh but like you say yeah hazy memory but season three makes it feel like oh that's why archer is the remembered revered captain yeah. in the future and all this sort of stuff and possibly season four onwards from then yeah. as well to poll 
Topol was an interesting one um, because she is still essentially the Vulcan science officer. She's still the same thing in rank and responsibility. Um, She's, she has changed slightly. She's been a far more vocal advocate for the humans. Yeah. Like, you know, she hasn't been holding them back like she was in season one. She still Vulcan splains a couple of times and she still does that. But, in shockwave there was the big change of she stood up and actually mm. you know said why the humans should carry on it's yeah. why it's in our little consequences jingle in the in the the episodes now um yes. you know you know it's hardly a, a unique trait for humans to make mistakes yes. yeah. but ultimately the personality of the character sort of the same yes and i think that's in some ways that's that's a um a credit to um, Jolene Baylock, really, mm. is that she has created a character that is consistent. I mean, mm. like, you know, we, we joke and talk about Archer, you know, jumping <laughs> around so much, but she is consistent. True. But you're right. She does. She is becoming more and more attached to the crew, I think. Mm-hmm. And more and more, as you say, like an ally and a, a sort of rather than a... She sort of started as a as you say not a sort of block exactly but she was extremely cynical mm. and extremely sort of what's the word she was expecting failure and expecting you know and and to be fair to her that carries on into this <laughs> season there's no doubt about that you know there's plenty of failures <laughs> and plenty of muck-ups you know and mistakes and stuff but she definitely is is mellowing towards the humans and definitely I think um, she cares about them Mm. you know and I think we see this the ultimate expression of that is the episode in season 3 when um, the one when um, Archer loses his memory and and Mm. you you can see you know that doesn't come out of nowhere yeah that's been building up throughout the, the first two seasons and into the third season, no doubt. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, she's, you know, she is consistent, which is great. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the, whilst she's sort of coming around to the human side, as was discussed in uh, the uh, ceasefire episode, you know, mm. that she has now this human accent, as Saval yes. called it. Yes. And, and she's becoming far more human um, focused. Uh, she is still essentially the voice of reason, the voice yes. of rationality uh, in the show. Um, likewise, if we're going for consistency, I'm going to jump ahead actually and go to Phlox. Okay. Because again, a character yep. from where he starts, from where he ends up, yep. not a lot has changed. We learn a lot more no. about him. Yes. But we really, I mean, this character is absolutely consistent. Yes. As much as people seem to love him, Yep. There is no change, but is it because, as we said last time in uh, twenty one fifty one, he knocked it out of the park in the first episode, and he's just kept it going? I think so, and also I think again, it's it's maybe sort of what's the word? You know, without having rewatched all these episodes again, mm. he doesn't seem to be in it as much. Mm. He seems to, so. There's no, there's not room maybe for for development. Mm. You know, so. But no, I think yeah. I mean, I think you, as you say, you know, he's, again, he's he 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 found that character straight away. Yeah, and that character stays consistent, which you know, 
is I think is is more realistic because most people people change over time. Of course they do. Everyone does. Yeah. But there are sort of you know core sort of attitudes, ways of being, you know, sort of ways that you 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 deal with the world mm. that that stay pretty consistent, and that's certainly what Fox does. Fox is a consistent character. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of consistent, um, how about that guy who's um, uh, he's piloting the ship? He steers it around. Um, um, June weather? Su- no, Sulu, Su- not Sulu. Is it? That's the other. That's the other guy. That's that's the yeah. yeah that's yeah. a couple of couple of centuries ahead. Um. Oh God. Um, yeah, the guy at the front. The guy at the front. Yeah. Oh, another one. Another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Literally, know nothing more about him than I did before. <laughs> no. Uh, he knows a lot more about Flagons. Uh, or whatever the hell those cows were called, um, their melon obsession. Uh, he he goes rock climbing. We've never seen it, but he goes no. rock climbing this yeah. year. Other than that, literally nothing I can tell you about. Do you know, I don't think he does go rock climbing. <gasps> Ooh. I think that he actually what he does, he goes to his quarters and sits in his pants <laughs> and then comes out and tells people he's done stuff. And because no one knows anything about him, they don't know whether it's true or not. <laughs> they don't oh, question okay, it. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> he just, he, you know, he's deeply, deeply depressed. <laughs> he just wants some some kind of recognition, you know. And he, he, you know, and he just sort of sits there eating crisps in his pants. <laughs> then you know, he does some press ups so that it, you know keeps yeah, the washboard out. Yeah, stuff, absolutely, that's going. true. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, so he can uh, live yeah, he the def- life. He definitely works out. I give him that. He definitely does that. <laughs> Yeah, he might have the most, uh, you know, impressive regime, fitness regime of all the crew. Uh, yeah. As partly because he does nothing else with his time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Reed, I'm going to go with mm, next. Okay. I reckon he's just more violent. <laughs> ah, that's all I can think of for Reed. Like the only difference. All right, maybe in minefield where he's a little bit more willing to put himself in harm's way. He yes. wants. He almost wants to die. He, he really wants to kill himself because he, he wants a heroic ending. He does. But everything we learned about him last year, 2151, plays into that. There is not really a big development there. He just blows more stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think um, he's definitely got some kind of sort of complex around sort of honourable death or a heroic death. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he obviously... Um, you know, in um, which one is it now? Crossing the crossing, of course. Mm-hmm. We we do get a little bit of a, a backstory, I suppose, in that you know clearly Topol isn't sure if he's um, <laughs> possessed or not. So it's obviously like in between shows, he's you know he's he's going around molesting people quite regularly. Um, so we know that about him, but then we sort of knew that anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't take a lot of working out, did it? You know that Ensign HR is always filling out paperwork with his name on it. And yeah, it's like, oh, it's Mal- Malcolm again. Jeez. Yeah. Um, now, Hoshi. Mm. She was our MVP last year. She was. She was critical to quite a lot of the missions. Yes. This year, I honestly can't say the same. And I kind of feel like she's been sidelined. I actually can't remember the last time we discussed her character. No. outside of vanishing point which really is effectively a five minute episode yeah so if if her only time to shine this year was five minutes of time of being beamed up and having yep. a dream about it 
that's a big underserving for the character, isn't it? I mean, it, it is very much. And this it's really interesting because this is what, when I came into Enterprise to rewatch, this was my impression was that she wasn't involved. Mm. And then we sort of realized actually she was, but this seems to be the point where this, that, that stops and maybe we'll see that carry on. Mm. I think she does play um, a couple of important roles within season three. I mean, right at the end, obviously she, she's, you know, she saves the earth basically. Mm -hmm. But she is certainly criminally underserved in this, and she's probably just sitting with Travis <laughs> eating crisps in her pants. <laughs> Between them, they're like working out yeah. stories of like, you know, this is yeah, what we'll tell yeah. them we got up yeah, to, but we didn't absolutely. actually do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're getting really annoyed that movie night is always the same sort of horror black and white movie. So they've gone to the database and they watch their own Netflix shows and stuff like that yeah. from there. What 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 would um Travis and Hoshi watch, do you think? If Ooh, I don't know. What would they binge? I don't know. There's, uh, oh, it's got to be something like hopelessly romantic. Oh, something subtitled. Maybe Squid Game. Okay. I think, you know, they'd still go for the horror, but I think right, okay. then Hoshi would be sort of teaching him uh, all the Korean that he'd know so that they could watch right. it without the subtitles, maybe. Okay. Uh, and then he, in turn, uh, maybe he'd go goes prime and he would actually do um uh, have you seen clarkson's farm no i haven't no jeremy clarkson apparently uh, has been has bought farmland and he's created this documentary about how farming is under threat and all this all the stuff is, is going from there i personally haven't seen it but everyone at work is talking about it because he genuinely shows all of the hardships and how at a loss he is you know underperforming on this farm even though he, he ticks every box and signs everything I think he, he only came away earning a hundred pounds last year right. overall. Yeah. Um, you know, after all of his profits had eaten away by having to keep things going. Um, and I think because he was so used to being on freighters and trawlers and stuff like that and, and not seeing planets, he would like something right. that's about earth and, and, you know, right. grounded and seeing things or like mysteries of the unknown or twilight zone, or okay. I feel like that would be the other thing he would go for. Ancient aliens. Yeah, our oh, conspiracy theory stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then, you know, Hoshi just rolls her eyes at him and like, you know, of course, it's fine. It wouldn't work that way. The languages don't match up and all this sort of stuff. She's translating all the alien languages that he's talking about. How about you? What, what do you think they would say? That's a good question. I think, I think um, Hoshi would watch Gark Flicks, the, <laughs> the Klingon version of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> She'd, yeah, so she'd watch like some Klingon, Klingon sort of drama. <laughs> Klingon period, period drama. So, yeah, yeah, Klingon period drama, yeah. Ridgerton, not Bridgerton, it's Ridgerton. It's all about the Ridgerton. Ridgerton, yes. exactly, yes, absolutely, it's the, yeah. the Regency Klingon dramas. <laughs> oh, everyone goes for that. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's what she'd do. I think Travis... <laughs> Again, Travis, we won't know. Tra what would Travis watch? Travis, I think Travis would... I think Travis would watch like um, some kind of sort of car building program, you know, mm. like one of these programs where they get a banger and, and do it up and stuff like that. I think he might be into <laughs> that sort of thing. Yes. Um, and maybe sort of some kind of extreme sports thing so that he could make up what he was going to do, you know. <laughs> so that whole Flagons and Melon story exactly, is just yeah, him. Just, he yeah. made something up. It's Absolute not actually true. Rubbish. Yeah. Absolute rubbish, yeah. <laughs> That's there. Yeah, very true. 
I, I like that. I really hope that they carry that on. If we can sort of spot that as we go through 2153, we'll see what happens. Uh, last but not least, it is Trip. Now, Trip, I actually think, is the character who has changed. Right. Not not constantly, because I think there are some episodes yeah. shortly coming up as we go into the next year. Um, but as of dawn, he is a yes. far more reflective personality. He's, he sort of starts thinking about what he's doing. Yeah. And then in Stigma, he was a lot more reserved when it came to Flox's wife. Yeah. You know, the old trip from 2151 yeah. probably would have just jumped straight in and wouldn't have even thought about it. Yeah. Um, there were times even before dawn where he was a bit more, I don't know, not necessarily diplomatic, but at least aware of what he was saying. Um, at Night in Sickbay was one where he was actually telling Archer maybe you should calm down not you know yeah. and just you know bite your lip and just get through it um i feel like he hasn't completely changed it's not a, a total 100% total different character but he still seems to be a bit more self aware by the end of this year uh, i was wondering if that's something that rang true for you well yes i think you're probably right actually i mean there's obviously the the sort of the precious cargo incident yes you know, that's that's the evidence against. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so there's there's that against him, but I think you're right. But I think maybe this is linked more into your your diminishing <laughs> traitorage rather than a, you know, maybe you're seeing him in a better light. And actually, you know, he was he was like this all the way through. I don't know, mm. but no, I think you're probably right. Actually, I think he definitely he's yeah he's becoming more more settled he's less sort of mm. gung-ho less sort of oh we're in space it's, you know yeah so maybe you're right maybe yeah I'm, I'm not sure because i'm just gonna have a look and see what's coming up <laughs> there is yeah, one episode where he makes a, a big error in judgment oh um, right, okay and it's a it's a oh yes yeah. yes so you know he might let yeah. me down he might even be a traitor again he might let me down, I but I suppose uh, yeah. the expanse as well is coming up, isn't it? And that's a, oh. a, a watershed moment for him, mm -hmm. his sister. Mm -hmm. You know that. So I'm going to give it to him with with um, cogenitor as a as a, a blip. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the ins and outs of what actually happens and whether it's he does get involved, but is he getting involved in the old 2151 trip way? Or is he getting involved with a slightly more aware 2152 trip, but he just makes a mistake? That's interesting. That's something we have to discuss when we get there. Because hmm. I'm not sure. I think there's a mixture of the two there, actually. Yeah. Hmm. I think he's morally right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. We will see. We'll see. Based on all that, then. Yep. Based on all our tech achievements, all our protocols, everything that's come about, who do you think is the most valuable person on board? Porthos has disappeared, by the way. Oh, yeah, he has, not he? Yeah. Like, he was in our MVPs, even glibly, but he was, you know, he, he served a purpose quite a few times in 2151. This he's, year. He's, he's next to Travis eating cheese on, on the sofa. <laughs> that's dog flicks, is it? Yeah, that's yeah, very dog flicks. Yeah, dog yeah. flicks. Um, <laughs> Oh god, he's watching the Air Buddy and uh, all those movies. Yeah, um, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the quartermaster didn't even do anything. They didn't no. make any costumes this year. So, no. 
yeah, people who were in our MVPs last year. Yeah, no sign of them this year. No, indeed. Uh, Do you know what? I'm. I, I don't know. I can't place no it. No one because... stood out, have they? No yeah, one exactly. stood out. That's what I was saying. Like, there's not a single character who, out throughout the whole season, has been the reason they've survived. Yeah, like Hoshi did last yeah. year. Um, you know, Trip has innovated a few things, but he hasn't really saved their butts. No. Archer, just by default, because he's the captain. But he's got himself into so many scrapes in the first exactly, place. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to go. There isn't one. I think. Um, ah. I think it's a. If you if you make an analogy to football. Yeah. It's a sort of mid mid table season, you know. Ooh. Not going down, not going up. Couple of decent results, couple of poor results. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happened. They're not relegated to the bottom. They're just gonna. Yeah, they're just sort of consistent yeah, mid season, mid table. Yeah. Based on that, then should it be one of our consistent characters to pull off flocks? I don't think it can be flocks because I don't think he's appeared enough. Mm-hmm. So maybe it has it has to be Topol, but again, I don't think Topol was stood out at any point. Yeah, really, there's nothing. I'm just sort of again flicking through, and I can't see anyone that I think, wow, you know, yeah, he really made a difference there. Like Topol's um, really big standout moment is the fact that she stood up for us in in Shockwave as humans. She yeah. stood up for the human race. Yeah, yeah. So she doesn't say that, but that's one thing in a whole year. Yeah, I suppose. The only other thing we can do, let's let's sort of um, play around with it a little bit and say I, I'm going to give her an MVP because of Carbon Creek, Ooh. because I think that's one of the best episodes, if not the best episode in this run. Nice. So jump out of in universe and it, sort of look yeah, at it as a TV of, yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's probably your best bet. Actually, that's a really good yeah. argument. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. I'll go with you on that one. They started off with a really good episode this season two. Yeah. And it just got worse from there. Um, right. <laughs> Any further sort of comparisons to 2152 to 2151 uh, to 2152? Jesus, I can't say it today. Come on, mate. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> a little, little, Any further reflections from 2151 to 2152? I think, again, we're going to jump out of universe slightly here, but the, the writing has gone downhill. Mm-hmm. The use of characters has gone downhill. Yes. So I think it's a yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think in in the history books it would be in 2151, blah de blah blah blah, and in 2153, <laughs> things got better. 2052, they, they were out there. You know, they came yeah. back on themselves quite a few so times. They went back Stuff out. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, yeah, it's it's not a, a, a golden year, is it? No. It it just doesn't sort of jump out at you as as something I want to come back to. A lot of these episodes, as we've been saying over and over again, there's been the turd sandwich. You know, one really good episode in the middle doesn't yep. sort of, it gets negated or or is brought up because of the fact it's surrounded by so many bad episodes. Yeah. Um yeah, I just don't want to come back to it. <laughs> okay, so the next category is first contacts. Now as I said at the beginning of the episodes, uh, not as many this year. Mm. Uh, you really have to sort of think uh, like really hard about some of the species they met. In fact, there are whole episodes where we never meet anyone new. Uh, no strange new people, but strange new things in space. Uh, so as before, we're going to go for a bad first contact. You know, we've made enemies yep. here. Promising or good yep. uh, will okay. be all the same sort of category. So promising in that we haven't necessarily made an enemy, 
we might have made a friend, if not an ally in the future. So going all the way back to Fallen Hero, uh, which was in January 2152, uh, we meet the Mazarites. Yep. We extradite Valar from the Mazarites. Uh, bad first contact, promising, good, maybe? Bad. Well, um, mm, interesting. This is it, isn't it? It's bad in one way because the the sort of the powerful group, the powerful mm-hmm. criminal syndicate would obviously hate Starfleet. Yep, exactly. But I guess the sort of the law-abiding state would would like them. So, mm. yeah. Because we have yeah. to assume that Valar was successful, otherwise they would have made yes. a big thing about how she failed the mission. Yeah. But actually, they exposed the ring, you know, yep. um, they went to go and try and kill Valar in the little um, CT scanner thing in yep. sickbay. Uh, they've proved that they're bad, so have they undone the corruption? Mm. Yeah. So, bad or promising? What is it going to be? I'm going to go promising <coughs> because I think you're right. I think probably this mm. is, you know, but we don't know quite what's happened, so we don't know if it's bad or, or good. So mm. in the middle is promising. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, the Tarothans. Now, there are two strands of the Tarothans. This is Desert Crossing, our, oh, one, of our, one of our favourite episodes from season yes. one. Um, now, I'm going to go Tarothan government first. Bad yep. or promising? Promising in the end. Mm-hmm. In the end. In the it, end. Yeah. Yeah. The, but the Tarothan rebels, the ones who are actually being oppressed do you feel that we made a friend or actually are they going to hold it against starfleet if we ever came back because they didn't back them up good but ending up bad ah interesting so it could be it could swing either way i suppose yeah we'll put a little tick in the middle there there we go um so uh ricens in general so the okay. actual natives <laughs> of ricer yeah um i think good overall because isn't the guy she speaks to is he rising or is he another i can't remember he's not rising is he but i think he's from somewhere else but there yeah. was there was the couple that she met oh yes uh, yes she spoke in, in fluent rising yep. as far as they were concerned yeah uh, i mean th- you know they left their their quarters and everything in in somewhat of a nice condition yeah so you know the hotels are going to want them back uh yes we're likening it to you know the costa del dead or the costa del soul of uh Stuff? I tell you what I think. I don't think it's a first contact. Ah, okay. Because they're just holiday makers. It's a bit like suggesting that, you know, that if I go to Greece, <laughs> I'm making first contact with the Greek government, sort of thing. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm not Trip Pretty Patel who goes and chats with the Israeli government, you know, just while she's on holiday. <laughs> But starts bringing some refugees in behind her. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I mean they they hadn't been to Risa, but everyone knew about Risa. Yeah, um, you know, Topol was the one who made the suggestion, so the Vulcans yeah. have already done all the legwork, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, so I'm all not right. going to go no first contact. It's a it's a an NA. It's a yeah. the, invalid. Yeah. All right, the muggers, the shapeshifters, uh, who actually mug Reed oh. and Trip in the episode. <laughs> Um, I mean, again, it's not with their government. It is with a criminal part of their um, fraternity, but, it, you know, successful. <laughs> well, it's, it's good, isn't it? Because they managed to rob, rob them. 
exactly. they'd be very happy. <laughs> they they got what they wanted, so that's, yeah, exactly. that's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, all right, I'm going to go good on that one. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, right now, this one's an interesting one because okay. we didn't actually get to meet them in the episode. Right. Uh, the Paragans. Now. We didn't get to meet them. Their name was said a couple of times in the episode, but this is in Shockwave. It's the, oh, yes. the colony of miners that actually gets destroyed by... Oh, okay. Well, think. Yeah. Now, what about the government? Is the government going to hold Starfleet accountable? Even though they cleared their name, you know, if the first yeah. accusation often sticks. Yeah. So is it a good... Well, it's a bad promising. first contact, isn't it? I mean, let's put it yeah. mild, mildly. They've destroyed mm-hmm. the entire colony not on purpose not of their fault but they did do it and uh <laughs> so i think it has to go down as bad yep yeah it's because i was thinking like you know in, in 200 years are they still going to be saying you know there's this great incident where the starfleet crew turned up yeah they yep. didn't do it in the end if you really read your history yep. books but everyone's going to associate you know starfleet with disaster yeah yep. uh the romulans are next in in minefield in minefield now they did what the romulans said they left yes um it's bad because i think because the romulans want it to be bad or Mm. you know they're not they're not interested Mm. so there's no way they're going to achieve a good first contact because the romulans just simply aren't interested yeah I've got that written down there. That's okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, they left the territory, even though the Romans really had to push them and they really had to convince them to do it. But yeah, I mean, we know what's going to come. We know where the, the history is going to go with this. And there's going to be hundreds of years of uh, at least a stalemate, a cold war between the two of them. So yeah, it can't be good at all. No, I'm really pushing it. I'm trying to get as many first contacts as I can. Evil AI stationed <laughs> from Dead Stop. Um, you know, they've made an enemy of the AI. It had to rebuild itself after they blew it up. I'm going to call this not a first contact. I'm okay. Sorry. No, that's all right. Honestly, I am struggling and scraping the barrel here. <laughs> so uh, by all means, negate them. Because yep. we don't know who made it. We don't no. know if it is a self-aware entity yep as well uh the alakas now again this is a name that's not actually said in the episode but it is the species where they left the communicator oh okay bad yeah bad i I can't see that in any way being promising in the future (laughs) no they've either wiped themselves out or exactly uh, yeah uh, or um, that when they do eventually show up, it's like, yeah, we know about you. It was like 300 years ago. There's a big conspiracy theory about it. We don't really want you back. Sorry. Bye. Should this be a snap trick? Oh. This episode, The Communicator and Strange New Worlds. Oh, very good. Yes, it should be. Yep. All right. Snap trackers. Um, yep. Uh, Rob, uh, Ross and, um, and uh, Jen. Is this one? I think that's a really good idea, actually. Communicator and uh, Strange New Worlds. They're very similar, aren't they? Like, mm. even the, the look of the, yeah. um, you know, the society is sort mm. of that 50s, 60s yep. Cold War era. Ooh, right. I'll get on it. I'll, I'll mention it to them. Maybe we can do a crossover episode. That'd be cool. Uh, the 
Creosians, who is the princess from... <laughs> I'm not yeah, even going to say the name of the episode. Yes. Um, good, in a really creepy way. Yeah. Basically, one of our engineers slept with your princess. Um, yeah. Is that a foundation for a, yeah, exactly, yeah. a treaty in the future? Yeah. But yeah. they got, got a back for them and... Exactly. Seemed happy enough, so... Yeah, they were there, so that's yeah. it. Um, and also from the same episode. Now, it's really difficult. I wasn't entirely sure what their species name is because they are flying what's called a Retellian freighter. Again, right. not said in the episode. I had to do some big digging on this one. Or they um, they are using Ardanian technology. So right. I'm not entirely sure. If are they Ardanians? Are they Retellians? It doesn't quite make any sense. But the smuggler species... Okay. Um, not good. Not good. They'd be well pissed off, wouldn't they? Mm. Well, um, uh, they leave with the impression that uh, the humans are being tortured by the, the Vulcans. Um, yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Under Archer's yeah. little gambit. Uh, yeah. they, they live in constant fear that Topol is yeah. going to send them to the gallows. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's bad. It's bad. It's got to be in it, yeah. Yeah, don't go to Starfleet. Oh, God, they'll, they'll kill you. They'll chuck you out of an airlock. Um, uh, the Takret, who are, again, I, I don't know if that's the name of the species, Takretians, Takretites, Takratans, uh, from the catwalk. The the, the high cheekbone oh, right, species. Yeah. The, the, the really not helping in yeah. any way species. Bad. Clearly bad. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um. Uh, under that one, I was thinking about that species that they saved um, uh, the 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 miners, the deuterium miners. But again, oh, that yes. was just the miners, and they were only helping a small colony. And they said that yeah. they weren't affiliated with their government in the yeah. same way that I've ignored pretty much all the species they met uh, in the seventh. In yes. that they met them, but they only met some yeah. representative. They'd like yeah. they said that they work elsewhere, so they are not yeah. connected in any way. Um, as opposed to the smugglers who said that they were working and there was some sort of big thing between their species and the muggers who we have seen in other episodes. We've actually seen that species quite a few times. Um, so I figured that they've, they've kept it going. Yeah. The Arconians from Dawn. Okay. Good. With a dodgy start, to say the least. Fisty cuffs <laughs> to start with. And then it ends up pretty good, I think. Yeah, gel packs and, and spits yes. and everything like that. Yes, yes. Um, the Tholians. Oh, okay, now the Tholians. Now, let me have mm. a think about this one. Mm. Mm. I, I think they don't really care, the Tholians. Mm -hmm. They just went off, didn't they? Once it. once it disappeared, they went off, so they didn't seem that bothered. So I don't know... I don't know. I don't think the Folians cared. A bit like the um, Romulans, you know. Mm. They could never have a good first contact, really, because they're not interested. Yeah. So they that's what I'm going for. They didn't hold it against the humans. You know, no. they didn't attack the Enterprise after they uh, didn't get their shuttle and it disappeared through yeah. time. Um, so it, it wasn't aggressive in any way, yeah. but we haven't exactly made an ally. So no. I'm going to go bad. Okay, then. Fair enough. <laughs> Now, there were so many other species on this little transport, but uh, Kanamar, yes, Jellyface Man, 
the annoying yes. uh, traveller. He's the one we get to know the most. We don't know his government. We don't meet anyone else. But he was so annoying. I think I feel like I had to mention him in this point because <laughs> I think he was the most annoying thing about 2152. Yes, I'm uh, right. Good or bad? Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair bad. enough. <laughs> Even if we've made friends with him, he was so annoying. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to be friends with no, him. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, final two, the Wisps. Yes. So the, the non-corporeal life forms. Bad. We, we we committed genocide in the end, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we destroyed their ship and just walked off. Like yeah. we didn't even try and help them or, yeah. or leave them in a little pod so they could yeah. live forever. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, it's the refugees from Judgment, uh, the ones with the oh, right, yes. really white makeup. Yes. But we don't really know, do we? Because we don't really know what happened to them, do we? What, what, mm-hmm. what actually, I mean, I guess they went off on their own and carried on, but so good if that was the case, but we don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. If there's more to their planet, if they do survive for hundreds of yeah. years, you know, they might have a fondness for Starfleet because they looked after their refugees when they first yeah. left the colony. But we don't really have uh, anything else to go on. No. But I suppose we put our best foot forward. You know, it's yeah. a good good opinion of, of Starfleet is yeah. out there at least. And that's it. Um, that's it for our first content. So we've actually got one, two, three, four, five good to promising first contacts of fourteen. The rest are either bad or <laughs> or have been invalidated because they're not really first contacts. That's not a good batting average. That is really not good. Uh, as opposed to, I don't know if I can get back to my notes from the other one. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to find all of the stats. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven good first contacts right. last year. And in this one, they had five. And that's being generous. Um yeah, they, they didn't do a very good job this year, did they? Right. Speaking of not doing a good job, here's some stats for you, and then we will <laughs> say our goodbyes. Right, Archer Abductions. Hurry! <laughs> uh, any idea on how many times he was actually abducted that we thought was an abduction, a full abduction? How many episodes was it? It's 22 episodes. 22 episodes? Mm-hmm. I think then we're gonna, I'm going to go for nine Oh, it's actually only five. Is it? All right. But there are seven times, if we include the times where it was like a soft abduction. So, you know, like um, when it was ceasefire and he had his bag put over his head, if we did include that, we didn't in the end because we right. said he knew where he was going and, you know, yep. it was it was understandable they put a blindfold over him. But if you included that, it's actually seven times that he would be abducted. But a proper archer abduction can't see his crew five times. That's 22.7 percent of the time he is actually there it's actually a reduction from last year um last year he had 36 percent uh, of abductions so he's getting he's getting abducted less this year uh he's down eight percent so that's not too bad uh traitorids have fallen uh 13 yes. from 21 percent last year so right. he's getting better he's getting better yes. um Retreads have gone up 100 percent because obviously it's the the first year we brought it in um but four times we had a retread this year you think it's going to get worse as the year goes on yes yeah (laughs) 
I just thinking of the Makos when the Makos show up. Oh God, how, yeah. <laughs> and all of Reed's like um, whininess about yeah. that. Uh, fortunately, speaking of hundred percent, hundred percent down, Hoshi wasn't given something random to do this year. Uh, last year we had a bit of a thing like, why is she operating the camera? She's a communications officer. She's like the smartest person on the ship, and they've got her using the camera. They gave that to Travis, so there was yes. always something else to do. Uh, so yeah, it's down hundred percent because she had nothing. There was nothing unusual about her job this year. Now the big one: Travis has something to do, or as I've added an extra sort of little thing to it, not to do but he was specifically given something to do. So he had, so basically he was given something to do and he fulfilled that. And he only did that three times this entire year. It was 13% of the time he was actually doing something that he was given the job to do. When he was, there was a, a storyline written for him. So he goes rock climbing or he does something where he does, he goes and figures out what flagons are. When he is given a specific thing in the episode and nothing happens, is six times it's double the amount of times when he's actually given something and he doesn't actually do it um so yeah 13 percent of the time he's uh doing something and doing it well and 27 percent of the time he is given something and we don't know what exactly actually happened it's just it's given over to oh yeah travis was over there he was doing rock climbing that was it the, the do you know what the real travesty of that is mm-hmm I make that 40% altogether. So mm-hmm. 60% of the time, he has absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing to do. Yeah. It's 60% of the time. 60% of the time, he is utterly useless or is not brought into the show. Um, you know, I didn't go for other stats. I was like thinking maybe we should bring in Flox because he's been so underwritten and see if there was a, com- a comparison. But that's pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, when the numbers don't lie. Of, you know, this reputation goes through enterprise. Loads of people always yeah. talk about how underwritten he is, but when you actually look at it as a yeah. numbers stats thing, oh my god, that poor actor just being forgotten and not not even given anything to do. Um, one more thing was shuttle pod one downs and disasters. <laughs> um, shuttle pod one uh, being used was nine times in twenty two right. episodes, so that's a forty percent use ish. Yep. Um, and four of those times, it was actually crashed, destroyed, or <laughs> rendered inoperable for the episode. So 44% of the time, <laughs> if you're in that shuttle pod, you might come across a disaster. <laughs> why is anyone using this shuttle pod? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they would do it. Um, clearly, anyone who gets told to go on the awaiting with that shuttle pod, that's ah, fine. I'm all right. Thanks. Uh I was already trapped on it once. Don't want to do it again. Thanks very much. Oh, God. But that means the shuttle pod is actually used just as much as Travis was. But there you go. There's your stats of everybody. If you wanted to know for certain with the numbers what it actually means, there you go. And that is 2152. So any thoughts, any hopes for 2153? Yes. I hope it's not 2152. (laughs) yeah that would do for now that would do that's, that's enough. all that needs to be said isn't it yeah it's just i i hope for better episodes and i think yeah. we're going to get some at least for season yeah. two um this isn't a season two retrospective we've still got quite no. a way to go as far yes. as the season is concerned and we've got the big arc we've got season three as well in 2153 yeah. um 
I haven't looked ahead as to what the last episode of 2153 will be, but I think it is slap, somewhere slap bang in the middle of season right. three um, because it sort of all takes place within a matter of weeks and months, doesn't it? The, the whole season yes. when you really look yes. at it, uh, as opposed to this uh, season, which just took its long time going from, <laughs> from January to, to, to December. This was the long road getting yes, from there to here. It was. That's it. Um, we've done 2152. Uh before we leave, where can people find you, Dan? They can find me at AcademicTrek47 on Twitter. They can find the podcast where they find the podcasts. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, any new episodes on the way? Because this is late June. Early is July. it late June? <laughs> yeah. Well, in any kind of decent sort of podcast production system, there would be some on the way. Um <laughs> And there might be, you never know. Let's, let's say yes. Just, just yes. say yes. Yes. Know, and we'll see. <laughs> it's that flux optimism. That's why we exactly, need to yes. it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but obviously, as and when you can, I'm looking forward to having academic trick back. <laughs> uh, yeah. And obviously, uh, I don't know why you're listening to this show if you don't listen to the main show, but Temporal Trek Podcast is our main show. That's where you'll find us. That's where any of these stats make sense. And uh, we're going into 2153 after this we episode. Uh, we've also done some timey-wimey business by the end of this episode, if I got it right in my head there. Uh, yes, so we've done some Picard throwbacks to season two of this podcast as well. Ah, good. That makes sense, doesn't it? it does. uh, <laughs> and obviously you can check me out on Epsilon 3, which is a Babylon 5 rewatch, and the Cosmic Pizza podcast, which is a little bit of everything in an interview show. And that's it. So join us uh, next time, next Nexus Nights. It's been great to have you. As we say, say goodbye to 2152. Bye-bye, turd sandwiches. Bye-bye. Go away. <laughs> yes. Go away, precious cargo in the seventh. Yes. We don't want to see yeah, you again. Indeed, yeah. Canamar yeah, it off. That. But we've got cogenitor to look forward to. Yes. We've got um well so, oh we got um we've got um horizon. Mm, mm, we're coming in, horizon. Yeah. yeah. In January. So Travis yeah. is given something to do. <laughs> so we've That's... got a few we've got a few turds to look forward to as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, regeneration is another one, isn't it? We've got Borg, we've got Borg oh, back God, yeah. ne- mm. next year. So that could go either way. We don't That's know. gonna be interesting to talk about that one. Mm. Yes, I've te- got issues with that certainly, and te- I've got issues with first flight as well. Ah, okay. And now with first flight, we've obviously yes. already done all of yes, the indeed. recalls, yeah. so we are literally yeah. only looking at what happens to Shuttle Pod One, and I think it is a disaster, a non-disaster <laughs> Shuttle Pod One episode. So again, it could skew the stats. Travis yep. is given something to do first month of the year. We've got a first contact with a Borg species that we've already had first contact with, but we haven't because it's in the future. And yeah, a shuttle pod that doesn't actually come a cropper. Yeah. Bounty as well. I'm just reading the bounty. bounty. Yeah. Is this a precious cargo? Is this a Canamar maybe? The Canamar part two? I don't know. Uh, But then we've got season three. We've got season three. Then we've got the Zindi arc and we've got stuff to really talk about. I'm really worried about season three (laughs) because we've built this up now. We've sort of, we get through season two and then season three gets much better. And maybe we're wrong. (laughs) It's like, it's been so long. We're just going to watch it. Oh no, this is off. Yeah. Maybe maybe we've made a mistake here. Maybe we've, I don't know. I mean, surely that, you know, the accepted wisdom that season three is where it gets good for most Star Trek fans. That yeah. can't be wrong, can it? I mean, 
a million Trekkies can't be wrong. Let's, uh, let's just hope. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. We certainly will. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this latest Nexus Nights episode. If you'd like to get in contact, you can search us on Facebook or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Or you can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. The show itself is a work of pure fiction on my part and all the views and opinions I express are my own and are not reflective of the rights holders of Star Trek. The intro music, The Dust Clears, and the outro music, changes are by jim hall check out his work and others at freemusicarchive.com the temple trek nexus nights is hosted on anchor fm if you enjoyed this content and would like to support the show follow subscribe review and of course share on social media for me and i'll catch you next time